Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. So let's get into more silly season discussion for the New Jersey Devils and what does Tom Fitzgerald have up his sleeve this time. So we talked about Dougie Hamilton and his situation in yesterday's episode, but let's talk about a Buffalo Sabres player who's available for grabs for the New Jersey Devils. And no, it is not Jack Eichel. It is Rasmus Ristolainen. So what can he bring to the organization if he is hypothetically traded to us? Am I a fan of this trade? I don't really think so. Uh, this is one of the rare times where I'm uh, the pessimist in this regards in terms of silly season discussion for the New Jersey Devils. And quite honestly, the reports say that Ristolainen could end up a New Jersey Devil and that the New Jersey Devils are willing to give up some prospects and picks in order to obtain him. But keep in mind, he only has one year left on his contract, so he'll become an unrestricted free agent. I'm just saying. So we have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 1.44 p.m. Eastern Time, June 16, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, while we're on the topic of silly season, let's discuss some other silly season rumors I'm hearing that the New Jersey Devils might uh, do during the course of the offseason. So if you missed the last episode, I basically talked about how Nathan Bastian got a two-year extension from the New Jersey Devils. I talked about how I was a fan of that re-signing because I feel like Nathan Bastian is another diamond in the rough. He led uh, the team in hits as a forward, and overall, he brought the grit, determination, and energy that we needed on our energy line, along with Miles Wood and Mikey McLeod. Also, I do expect that the New Jersey Devils will uh, re-sign restricted free agents Nick Merkley and Michael McLeod as well, you know, just to do some housekeeping in preparation for the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. But yeah, anyway, like uh, I, I think that the New Jersey Devils should re-sign uh, Michael McLeod and also just keep that energy line together of Miles Wood. Uh, McLeod and Bastion because overall I felt like they did great things for the New Jersey Devils but the main topic that we talked about in yesterday's episode was the possibility that the New Jersey Devils could get Dougie Hamilton it would have to be a a sign and trade kind of thing and overall you know we can sign him to a max deal so I talked about that one of the cons to signing uh, someone like Dougie Hamilton to our roster is that we're going to have to sign him for seven years. And, you know, if you guys need some reference, he did have a pretty lengthy contract with the Carolina Hurricanes. However, I feel like he kind of lived up to it because, like I said, this year he's a finalist for the Norris Trophy. And overall, I felt like he put up pretty good numbers for a defenseman. And we talked about where his ranking was in terms of goals and points for a defenseman. He's up there, guys. And, you know, he's one of, if not one of the very best defensemen in the NHL. So if you guys need some reference, 
uh, his last contract uh, because he's going to be an unrestricted free agent in 2021. So this upcoming offseason, he signed a six-year, $34.5 million contract. So it can kind of paint a picture as to what kind of contract we would need to hypothetically sign for Dougie Hamilton. But overall, I think it would be worth it for the New Jersey Devils, especially if P.K. Subban is picked up in the expansion draft by the Seattle Kraken. I think uh, the New Jersey Devils should take all the risk and also... You know, when we're on the topic of Dougie Hamilton, you know, like I told you guys, uh, some things would have to go right for the New Jersey Devils. Like I said, it would have to be a sign-and-trade kind of thing. So the Carolina Hurricanes would sign him, and then they would trade him automatically to the New Jersey Devils. But we can discuss that more if that gains any traction, hypothetically speaking. But like I told you guys, it's a possibility. Doesn't mean it's a done deal. Doesn't mean the rumors are true. Doesn't mean the speculation is true. It is just all rumors. It's all speculation. It's all just hypothetical at this point. But that's what the offseason is about. So anyway, speaking of rumors, I read a tweet from Lance Lysowski. I think I'm saying his name correctly. He said in a tweet that another Sabres note for you all, the Devils have interest in defensive men Rasmus Ristolainen, according to multiple sources. The Devils have the assets, picks, and prospects that would make a deal work for Buffalo glaring uh, need a right-handed defenseman with Carrick, a unrestricted free agent. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about that rumor. Risk the Lion to the New Jersey Devils. I've been hearing a lot of reports saying, yeah, the Devils should take the risk because, you know, hypothetically speaking, you know, he, he, he doesn't eat up too much of the salary cap. The reason for that is because he's in the middle of his contract and he's towards the end of it. So he still has one year left remaining and he is owed $5.4 million this year. But to give you guys some reference as to what his original contract was, uh, he signed a six-year, $32.4 million contract before the start of the 2016 and 2017 season. He will be an unrestricted free agent during the 2022 offseason. So, like I said, after the conclusion of the 2021 and 2022 season, he will be an unrestricted free agent. So, hypothetically speaking, if he is traded to the New Jersey Devils, he won't be that expensive. Like I said, it would be a very cheap deal, but, you know, we would have to give up, I think, a fair amount of, like, picks or assets, whatever the case might be. We'll go into more detail about that in a second, but first, let's just continue with the contract discussion. So, like I said owed $5.4 million this season, will be an unrestricted free agent. So, you know, will this be a rental? Will uh, this put us over the edge? Is it worth the risk? You know, there's a lot of questions and speculation as to why people, including me, have their doubts about possibly going after Ristolion because I just don't think it's worth uh, the risk to trade for a player like him. So, you know, we're going to go into more detail in a second, but yeah, I was just trying to paint you guys the overall picture as to what his contract situation is like. So like, you know, on paper, it's not that much money that we would owe him, but at the same time, it's the repercussions that I fear that could happen for the New Jersey Devils. And overall, he's not really that good of a player. So like, you know, with what the Buffalo Sabres are demanding, I just don't think it will be worth the risk. So to give you guys some reference, you know, the Buffalo Sabres, as we all know, they finished dead last in the Mass Mutual East Division and last overall in the NHL. They're going to have the first overall pick in this year's NHL draft. And overall, the Sabres are just trying to blow it up. We saw them trying to get rid of Taylor Hall, and that worked. And obviously, earlier in the year, we talked about the potential uh, landing spots for Jack Eichel, including the New Jersey Devils, if that could happen. Now we're talking about... Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen, and then obviously, you know, we talked about Sam Reinhardt, if he could possibly come to the New Jersey Devils. So obviously the Buffalo Sabres are trying to start all over. They're trying to blow it all up and they're just looking for takers. So obviously, does that make them desperate? Yes.
yes, but at the same time, they hold all the cards. And I think Ristolayan is going to be one of their top priorities to get rid of quickly. Because if we look at, you know, someone like Jack Eichel's contract situation, we see that he signed an eight-year, $80 million deal. So Buffalo kind of has the cards in their favor in that regard. So they're in no rush to trade him because he won't become an unrestricted free agent until after the 2025-2026 season. Now, he does have a no-movement clause, but overall, I'm sure the Buffalo Sabres can work something out with Jack Eichel, so they're in no rush to trade him. And then when we look at Sam Reinhart for uh, the Buffalo Sabres and his contract situation as well, you know, Buffalo, uh, he has signed a one-year $5.2 million contract, and you're probably thinking to yourself, wait a minute, if he signed to a one-year deal, shouldn't he be an unrestricted free agent because the season is over? Well, here's the thing. He will be a restricted free agent with arbitration rights this summer. So, you know, it's not that cut and dry. So, obviously, there's rumors that Sam Reinhart could come to the New Jersey Devils, but obviously, that's up in the air. So, Ristolayan is obviously, you know, still under contract contract with the Buffalo Sabres in the final year of a six-year deal. So they're just looking for buyers or looking for takers. And I'm hearing a lot of rumors that the New Jersey Devils are big on Ristolayan. And quite honestly, you know, if there's someone in the front office listening to my show right now, I'm here to say, please avoid Ristolayan because I just don't think it's worth the risk, especially with what the Sabres are going to demand. So we're going to talk more about that in a second. But first, I need to give you guys the first live read this morning. And it comes from Locker Room. So I want to shout out to anyone who's joined me on Locker Room the past month or so. It's been a lot of fun. So this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting Locker Rooms uh, during the course of the season. And also at some points during the offseason, I'll let you guys know when I go live. So Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room with watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You can also have the chances to talk with me or my fellow Locked On colleagues about all those topics. So go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL group for all the latest league updates. Follow me on Locked On Devils for more updates in that regards. Now, let's move on to the second live read this morning, and it comes from Built Bar. So, did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their face. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. There's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So, there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite flavor is? Well, it's the birthday cake one, and my birthday is on July 8th. Hint, hint, hint. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. A couple of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they are super duper healthy as well. So order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. So the offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So while we're on the topic of Ristolayan and just overall what his contract is 
and his overall impact for any respective team that he is on. Let's just talk about the situation for the Buffalo Sabres once again as a little recap. So obviously the Buffalo Sabres, they had a very disappointing year despite the season being shortened. At one point, I believe they lost 18 games in a row. It's just a complete and utter mess. I'm already seeing the rumors and the uh, the memes just pop up saying like, you know, whoever they draft, it's going to ruin their career because Buffalo is infamous for, you know, ruining careers or whatever the case might be. So, you know, maybe that's why Owen Power is deciding to go back to Michigan for one more year just so he can avoid the Buffalo Sabres. But, you know, overall, that's why I call them the lowly Sabres is because they just don't know how to develop their young guys and just become effective. And that's why you're hearing so many rumors as to why so many of their effective young guys just want to leave. And overall, it's just really sad to see. So, like, when we're on the topic of Ristolayan and just, you know, what, what could he bring to the organization – Obviously, his numbers aren't that good, but at the same time, I do want to be fair to him and just put this into perspective. The uh, Buffalo Sabres are not a good team. Not even Taylor Hall could, you know, uh, shapeshift that organization. Despite Taylor Hall, you know, dropping off from what he was able to do a few years ago when he won the Hart Memorial Trophy, you know, you, you would still think that someone like Taylor Hall and his resume, his background, he could, you know, lift the Buffalo Sabres out from the ground but he couldn't even do that and once he got to the Boston Bruins he completely shape-shifted uh you know just his overall impact he proved a lot of people wrong and you know what I believed in Taylor Hall I said if you give him a different situation I believe he can contribute at a high enough level so overall guys you know when we're talking about the Buffalo Sabres that's what the state of their organization is at right now so obviously I'm not locked on Sabres so I can't provide the full detail and information as to what goes on into their organization or you know their respective locker room but overall from an outside perspective that's just what I see and it seems like no one really wants to be there so you know at the same time you know uh with Rista Lion just you know available for taking for any team and especially with the rumors I'm seeing that the New Jersey Devils want him you know I have my doubts and I have my you know concerns because, you know, here's a guy who was drafted 8th overall in 2013 by the Buffalo Sabres. So, he's been in the league for a minute. But overall, guys, let, 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 let me just ask you this. Have you seen him make some sort of impact? You know, uh, his numbers are decent. But at the same time, is it worth the risk for the New Jersey Devils? Because like I told you, he's in the final year of his 6-year deal. And he could very much well not like New Jersey. And we basically lose that trade instantly because we had to give up, a, you know, maybe a prospect or two or, you know, a pick or two to get him. And overall, we miss the playoffs and, and, you know, it just doesn't help us. Because the one thing I want you guys to know is I'm thinking long term for the New Jersey Devils. I'm not thinking of rentals. I'm not thinking of just, you know... Uh, this, that, and a third in terms of like, you know, uh, obtaining this guy for just like a season and maybe taking the risk that maybe we can make the playoffs because let's be real guys. Do you think we can make the playoffs? Sure. But I would much rather take the risk of the roster that we already have and run with those guys and run it back versus trying to go for someone like Ristolayan and just, you know, completely mess up our rebuild, especially since we had to give up to, you know, uh, get, to get him because like I told you guys you know he's only available via trade he's not you know an unrestricted free agent so if he was a free agent maybe my opinion would be different but you know overall you know let me give you guys some background information as to what could potentially happen if we do get Ristolayan onto our organization so obviously he's six foot four weighs 220 pounds now does that frame sound familiar well, it should because Owen Power has a similar body frame because Owen Power is six foot six and he is listed at 214 pounds. So, you know, 
Uh, Ristolion is just a big guy. Obviously, Owen Power has a couple inches on him, and Ristolion has about six pounds on him. But overall, you know, he's a big defensive man. And, you know, I love his frame, and that's one of the reasons why I love Owen Power, because Owen Power can tower over guys, and once he cleans it up, and once he maybe, you know, continues to grow, because, like I said, Owen Power is only 18 years old, so, you know, uh, he's not done growing, you know, yet. He can grow an inch or two, but, you know, overall, this is what I'm talking about. So, Ristolion's, uh frame is great, and uh, points can be deceiving for a defensive man, as we all know, but... You know, uh, it's not a great way to evaluate his overall impact. Like I, I like I said, the reason I rate defensemen and forwards a little different is because you can look at a forward's offensive numbers in terms of goals, assists, and points and just say, you know what, that's a good player. But you can't really do the same for a defenseman. So it's a little more thickeny, you know, to say the least, about when I'm rating a defenseman just because, you know, I got to look at more details in terms of what's their five-on-five? Five? What do they look like on the power play? How can they, you know, contribute uh, against, like, high-level competition? Can he hold his ground, this, that, and a third, yada, yada, yada. So, obviously, I hate this. I hate looking at advanced analytics, but for defensemen, we have to. Because, like I told you guys, we have to go in great detail to see, like, what their overall impact is. Like, I'm more of a conservative kind of guy when it comes to stats for any sport. I'm more big on the basic stats, not so much, like, goals above replacement, wins above replacement, whatever the case might be, because, you know, there's just so much that goes into that, because, you know, you it's just so hard to judge it just based on one player, like, you gotta look at it, like, you know, from a bigger standpoint, but, you know, in the case of defensemen, like I told you guys, I can't rate them the same as a forward, so, overall, you know, uh, courtesy of the hockey writers, thanks to one of my colleagues, Alex, you know, he put out a great uh, article in terms of what should we look for if uh, Ristolion was uh, traded to our organization hypothetically. So his goals above replacement, uh, he finished his past season in the negatives, negative 4.3. But, you know, obviously, like I told you guys, the Sabres were not a really good team. And obviously, you know, they were one of the teams that got hit with COVID really hard because uh, similar to the New Jersey Devils, once they went on their little COVID hiatus, they just never came back the same. So, you know, look at teams like the Devils, look at teams like the Sabres, look at teams like the Dallas Stars, teams that had to, you know, pause in action due to COVID and kind of had to go on a hiatus. They just did not come back the same. So obviously, you know, I, I told you guys, some players just have off seasons in terms of, you know, uh, regulations that went into this particular season. So obviously, you got to be fair in that regards, but still, goals above replacement, negative 4.3, not exactly the best. So in the previous three seasons, he finished with a goals above replacement level uh, at 10.8, which ranked 98th in the league for defensemen. Uh, it ranked that low due to his struggles at even strength. So that's another thing I want to look at. Is he good in even strength, you know, five on five? And the fact that he's not really that good at even strength defense, it goes to show you guys that is it really worth the risk? So, you know, I personally don't think so. So just basing everything from the stats that I'm seeing and the fact that, you know, I watched a little bit of what he was doing against the New Jersey Devils, it just doesn't seem like he can hold his own on the defensive end. So obviously, you know, we'll talk about his offense in a second, but his defense is just not there. His even strength defense is not there. The fact that the Sabres were so stupid enough to, you know, give him this amount of ice time and the fact that they put him against, you know, the best of the best in terms of, like, who to defend, he clearly was not capable of doing so. He didn't hold his end of the bargain, and the fact that he was given that opportunity to prove himself and that he failed in that regards just goes to show you that 
I don't think this is worth the risk for the New Jersey Devils. So obviously, we'll talk about his overall game and how he fits in with the New Jersey Devils uh, system. And, you know, does he remind me of a few certain other defensemen for the New Jersey Devils? We'll talk about that in a minute. But first, I have to give you guys the third live read this morning. And it comes from betonline.ag. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't stay on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, especially in the NHL and the NBA. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On for your first deposit. So bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and remember to visit our friends at Locked On Bets as they give you guys their latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs as well. So when we're on the topic of Rasmus Ristolainen and overall what he can bring to the New Jersey Devils, like I told you guys, his defense is just not there from you know an impact standpoint. And the fact is is that it's not from a lack of chances. It's just the fact that you know he was given plenty of ice time. He was given a chance to go up against the best in terms of just trying to defend them, and he couldn't hold his end of the bargain. And that's probably one of the reasons why uh, the Buffalo Sabers struggled so much on the defensive end, except when they were going against the New Jersey Devils, of course. But you know, if, if we're looking at his offensive numbers, and you know, I can look at the basic stats for this. So uh, during the 2020-2021 season, he appeared in 49 games, had four goals and 14 assists for a grand total of 18 points. So his production did slip a little bit but obviously this year was shortened like I said he had to deal with COVID similar to a lot of his other teammates he got hit hard with it but you know just to give you guys some more reference 2019-2020 appeared in 69 games had four goals and 27 assists for a grand total of 33 points the season before that he appeared in 78 games had five goals 38 assists for a grand total of 43 points and just for funsies Uh, During the 2017 and 2018 season, appeared in 73 contests, had 6 goals, 35 assists for a grand total of 41 points. So overall, guys, you know, his offense is respectable, but at the same time, it's nothing spectacular. So, like, it's not like Dougie Hamilton numbers like we were talking about yesterday. You know, it's solid, but not spectacular. And like I said, he's a defenseman, but, you know, overall, his offense is decent and his uh, defense is just not there. So why are we hyping this scenario up, or why are the New Jersey Devils all in for this guy? I really don't know, and honestly, I don't think it's worth the risk for the New Jersey Devils. I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but, you know, Rissalion, um, I don't think he's a project worth testing out for the New Jersey Devils, and uh, I, I don't think the New Jersey Devils need to the risk of, you know, trading for him, getting him, And overall, you know, that year just doesn't work out. So, like, we have players who put up decent offensive numbers and, you know, their defense is, you know, sometimes there, sometimes not there. Look at P.K. Subban or uh, Damon Severson. So, Subban and Severson are prime examples as to why we should not get Rissalayan onto our respective roster just because, you know, we already have players who are like that. So, why do we need to get, like, a potential third player to just, you know, make it even worse? So, he's just not a good fit. So, like I told you guys, you know, there's a lot of uh, players available and up for grabs for the Buffalo Sabres, but you know, I I I just don't know. It's I, I, this kind of player. No, I I just don't want it. So he you know, Rissalion is okay. He's he's fine, but 
Does he really help us out? Does he solve our problems defensively? Like I said, I know I said that I wanted more defense for the New Jersey Devils, but I don't think this is our answer, if you know what I mean. I feel like we could do much better, given the amount of money that we have already and the amount of money that we'll potentially get, depending on how the rest of the year works out for us. I just don't think this kind of player will help us uh, with our organization, if I'm being completely honest with you. And usually I'm very optimistic about silly season discussion or, you know, potential uh, trade partners, potential free agent signings, whatever the case might be. So, like, you know, I was a, you know, a decent fan of the Seth Jones situation if uh, the cards were in the right place. Obviously, I entertained the fact of Connor McDavid potentially being traded to the New Jersey Devils, which, by the way, will never happen. But, you know, still, it's fun to talk about it. Alexander Ovechkin potentially signing a one-year or two-year deal with the New Jersey Devils. Obviously, not going to happen, but still, you know, remain optimistic. But, you know, for uh, Rasmus Ristolainen, I just don't uh, feel that optimistic about it, despite, you know, I'm hearing reports that the New Jersey Devils are greatly interested in him. So, obviously, you know, like, uh, just wrapping it up, the overall picture is that, you know, his contract isn't worth that much for this season. Obviously, he signed a six-year deal. He's in the final year of that contract. So, obviously, it won't eat too much of our salary cap. But at the end of the day, you know, would this just be a rental? So, overall, it's just like, um, you know, on the surface, that's not an issue. But at the same time, who would we have to give up hypothetically? And like I told you guys, the Sabres are doing whatever it takes to just get to that next level in terms of just, you know, getting back to the playoffs. So like I told you guys, Ristolainen has been with the um, Sabres organization since he was drafted in 2013 at 8th overall. He made his NHL debut for the Sabres organization during the 2013 and 2014 season in which he appeared in 34 games. But overall, you know, if you look at that season compared to now, what's the one thing that all those seasons have in common? The Buffalo Sabres had not made it to the playoffs during his entire tenure uh, in the NHL level. So it goes to show you how long the Sabres have been missing out on the playoffs. So overall, you know, I know we've only had one playoff appearance during that, you know, certain span. But at the end of the day, at least we still have one. One is better than none, as I like to say. So, you know, overall, it's just like, you know... Uh, can he lead us to the playoffs? I don't think so. And, you know, going back to the Sabres, they're going to do whatever it takes to, you know, just find that player to build around and overall just, you know, take them back to another level. So obviously, guys, you know, what would we hypothetically have to give up? But, you know, the one thing I say, and this is courtesy of Pucks and Pitchforks, and I kind of agree with them in terms of this certain trade scenario, would the Sabres be willing to take a couple of, like, B-level prospects and mill round picks so that way we're not really giving up much. So similar to like the Ryan Murray situation with the Columbus Blue Jackets, we gave up a fifth round pick for Ryan Murray. That was it. That was the trade. And that, you know, either way, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of the trade just due to the fact that, you know, I thought we should just hold on to all the draft picks and, you know, but, you know, Ryan Murray, he's starting to grow on me. I think that he's going to re-sign with the New Jersey Devils. I don't think he's going to spark any interest from any other team. So, you know, the, uh, there's that certain scenario. But, you know, overall, when we're looking at it for the New Jersey Devils, it's just like, you know, if you're if you're not willing to, you know, take some lower level prospects and, you know, a few middle round picks, then quite honestly, if I was Tom Fitzgerald, I wouldn't even entertain the thought of potentially getting Ristolainen. I, I just wouldn't do it. I don't think it's worth the risk. Quite honestly, I'm not a fan of this trade scenario or this, you know, this trade rumor. So I believe this is a trade that the New Jersey Devils should stay away from unless, you know, uh, the Sabres are willing to go cheap on this. You, you know what I mean? It's just like, 
I, I think uh, Rasmus Ristolainen, I think he's a pretty decent player, but at the end of the day, I just don't think he's the player to really help our organization or help develop it in the right, you know, possible direction. So, and, you know, a, a lot of you are going to say, well, Trey, you know, when we got Ryan Murray, he might resign with the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, but that's not by choice because I'm sure Ryan Murray had the mindset, which is, you know, I'm going to, you know, redeem myself with New Jersey and dominate this lowly organization and get the hell out of here via a trade or by free agency. But it doesn't look like Ryan Murray has many options. So unless he wants to retire prematurely due to all those injuries, I don't think Ryan Murray should be greedy. And I think the New Jersey Devils are going to look to resign him. Seems like Lindy Ruff is a big fan of him. So I'm sure Lindy Ruff will lobby for him. But whatever the case might be, uh, go, going back to Rista Lion. I just don't think, uh, you know, we need another like Ryan Murray type impact on our roster, which is you have these high expectations and overall it just doesn't work out. Like it just isn't a fit. He just gets lost. Sometimes he's going to be a healthy scratch due to the fact that, you know, we're trying to give other people a chance and that's not what we need. And that's not uh, another, you know, factor that we need, which is, you know, more question marks for our organization in terms of like, you know, what direction are we heading in? Because during the course of the offseason last year, you know, I didn't know what the Devils were trying to do, but it looked interesting. This offseason, I think they're looking for who's the next player to take us to the next level because we have all this cap space, we have all this money, we have all these young guns who are ready to go, and you know what? They're hitting their stride very early, but you know, what What, what are we going to do? So for Arista Lion, you know, I, I, I respect his game. You know, he's a decent offensive player with a very, you know, mediocre type defensive uh, type style of play. So, you know, overall, I just don't think that's what we need for the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, let me know what you guys think on Locked On Devils. But, you know, that's my overall verdict. That's my overall opinion, which is I just don't think it's worth the risk for the New Jersey Devils. So, obviously, you know, uh, Rissa Lyon... Um, uh, I, I, I just don't think he deserves that first or even second pair minutes. And, you know, uh, I, I just don't think he's going to accept the role that the New Jersey Devils could potentially give him, you know, depending on how our roster is going to look like. And, you know, uh, our defense won't improve. And, you know, the I, I guess the one positive that I want to give Rissaline, and I just want to be fair, is that his power play production is actually somewhat decent because he has a uh, goals above replacement level in that respective category of 6.3 over the last three seasons, which is ranked 10th best among all defensemen in the NHL. So obviously uh, our power play was awful and our specialty teams just need a lot of work this offseason. But, um, you know, can he help improve it? Yes, he can. But overall, I don't think that alone should dictate whether if we should obtain him or not, because I'm sure there's a lot of other players on the open market, whether it's by free agency or by trade, that can help us with our power play production. But like I said, his goals above replacement level in the power play offense is 6.3 over the last three seasons, and he's in the top 10 amongst defensemen in that uh, category. Just to reiterate that, and just to be fair to him, but still, that doesn't change my opinion. That doesn't change my stance. That doesn't make me cross the line in terms of should we obtain him or not. I just don't think he's worth the risk. And quite honestly, you know, I don't think you guys should overhype this if I'm being completely honest with you. But overall, let me know what you guys think on Locked On Devils Twitter page. That's about all the time I have for you guys today. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. By the way, the league, NHL, Gary Bettman. 
How about the New York Islanders, would you, once in a while, okay? Don't 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 cheat them out, okay? I, I don't really want to see them win because, you know, I want that draft pick to be as best it can get. But at the same time, don't don't cheat them. That That's not what I want. So uh, continue to watch the NHL playoffs, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils. Thanks for listening.